This episode of the Storyteller Squad contains graphic descriptions of murder and violence, scream sound effects, and in general, a darker-than-normal tone. Listen with discretion, adventurers. The world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us for more Monster of the Week. Before we begin, let's check in with those heroes. Sharing is caring. We might have overshared a little bit. I'm Hugo Rashad. <laughs> Lonnie Whitaker here, and between the sword and the monster hunting background, I'm one set of extensions away from usurping Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivier. <laughs> In true Raven fashion, I saw my chemical romance last night in concert and blew my fucking voice out. So <laughs> oh my God. I'm here. I'm Raven Eugenia. Wait, apologies only count with changed behavior? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Damien Edgecrest. Oh. Lots of changes, lots of revelations. I might be having an identity crisis, but at least my friends are friending again. I'm Felicity Ashling Starnbrook. I got so much done because I didn't have to sleep last night. <sighs> it's real nice to be back. I'm Aiden Brightwood. Let's have an adventure. Last time, our heroes had a heart-to-heart and shared many of the secrets they had been keeping from one another. Most of them had been kept as a means to try and protect each other. But as Hugo says, sharing is caring. And there was lots of caring last time. So much caring, in fact, that Ray was granted a second chance at living their life and freed from Inari's nine-tailed fox spirit. But Inari stuck around, merging with Ghosty to become a new spirit companion for Felicity. As everyone settled in to finally rest after a harrowing experience fighting against the corrupted angel of plants, and saving their friend Aiden, she tucked them all into bed and sang a lullaby. And as everyone drifted off, the words of Aiden's lullaby struck a chord with our angelic friend, and she realized she might have a plan. So we will pick up the next morning. Everyone who is asleep, you can wake up at various times, but as you do, you wake to the smell and sound of sausages sizzling, pancake batter being stirred, clinking of kitchen dishes, and the general preparings of breakfast for everyone. And you hear Aiden talking to someone You're and laughing. Talk. It's only one side of a conversation, <laughs> no, I get it. It's so just... it sounds like maybe she's on the phone. Well, yeah, I mean, it's what do nice. you do, hunters? It feels like family again. Felicity will get up get out of bed, her little spirit buddy being all excited and doing a little happy dog walk behind her. They do a big stretch too. Oh, <laughs> big stretch. <laughs> so cute. 
She's gonna come into the kitchen and stretch and be like, oh, I missed breakfast being ready when I got up. Good morning. Hang on one second. And she just sort of cradles her phone in the crook of her shoulder and takes a pancake off a stack she's been keeping warm under a towel, puts it on a plate, grabs you a couple sausage links, and there is fruit cut up in a bowl on the like kitchen table. And she will hand you the plate and just give you a little smile, Felicity. She will take it, sit down, and absolutely drench it in maple syrup. Mm-hmm. And then with her mouth full of pancakes, she'll uh, be chewing and be like, who, who are you talking to? Aiden is doing the thing where she's just sort of agreeing with the other person on the line and holds up a finger like, one second. And she just is like, yep, uh-huh, yeah. Hey, listen, everyone else is um, getting up, so I've got to let you go. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. Yep. Okay, see you soon. Yeah, love you too. Bye. That better have been a burner, Miss Brightwood. Whitaker comes back through the door after returning from his walk or run. She looks a little sheepishly at the phone and then back at you and struggles to find the right words. That better have been a burner, Miss Brightwood. I'm sorry, Whitaker. I didn't think I'd get through if it wasn't my number making the call, so I had to risk it. But I've got a plan, and I think it'll help solve a lot of our issues. Or at least get the heat off our tail for a bit. I mean, arguably you just put some heat back on our tail, but fine. Didn't you say Lincoln and Bert were helping to keep the agency off us? Hopefully, yes, but I'd like to minimize risk. Anyway, I trust you've got something up your sleeve. More like a someone. Whitaker's going to wait for more people to file in before he lets her elaborate on that. Okay. Other folks, you waking up? Raven's getting some pancakes. Aiden's classic camping breakfast, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she'll lay out plates for everybody. Hugo, are you getting up to? You remember quite some time ago, that wondrous, wondrous sleep he got in that tent? (laughs) He's having that kind of a sleep? Yep. He's just letting himself have that at least for now. Oh, I love that for him. He's got Ruby curled up next to him. She will just like set aside a plate and again, like put a towel over it to keep it warm for you. Damien, where are you? There is a turkey perched on top of the dome. And at (laughs) about that time, the barrier fades. So you hear a little (laughs) (laughs) turkey uh, falls down next to the uh, grill. Perfect. We hadn't mentioned this much, but I want to reiterate a detail. Damien, you're still glowing. You never got the glowing spark under control after it started to do that at the Maxwell farm. So turkey form, when you were fighting Flatwoods, anytime you were in human form, you would have to like wear a lot of layers of clothes to try and keep the glow out of sight visibly. A lot of binders. Yeah, but that hasn't changed. So you are just still glowing from this divine energy within you. Think of how cool you'll be when you go back to the moment. You'll be like a human glow stick. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. If someone would let me go to the moment. <laughs> well, if you want to talk directly to King Octopus about the bounty on our heads, be my fucking guest, Damien. I thought you were tight with him. I would love to have a few words with Mr. Octopus. I think maybe we should do something about my family first. King Octopus hasn't really been sending anyone after us. Is he not a smaller fish we can fry a little easier? Don't we want to get to the root of the problem? 
the root is terrifying. I've seen two, maybe three of the roots up close, and that was more than enough. I don't... What what, what are you talking about? I know it's scary, but Beals and the others have been on us since we left Illinois. If we want to figure out this... And she gestures at your glowing form, Damien. We need time to breathe and think and try something. But we can't do that if we're constantly being hounded. Okay, I can't be the only one dying to know who the heck you were on the phone with. That was my friend Coraline. She's a dreamwalker, and she's really powerful when it comes to illusion magic. She said she'd help us, and I think maybe we could turn Beelz's last tactic against them. She refers to the nightmare situation you all just dealt with. So this dream whole thing, I'm pretty unfamiliar with it. I get the vague abstraction, but I get even less as how one would use that in any sort of offensive manner. Believe me, I've had some firsthand experience and you definitely could weaponize it. Well, sweet. Let's uh, let's get some ammo. I thought demons didn't sleep. How would we weaponize dreams in that way? You know that demons don't sleep, but you do know that Biel's entered Aiden's dream when she slept on the beach. I'm still confused. Uh, I have a friend. They live in D.C., and I think maybe they can help. Yeah, how? Would it be like one of us falls asleep, and then Biel's will come into our dream, and then this lady comes into our dream? And then we just sit back and watch with, like, popcorn and if watch they as they- die in the dream world. No. <laughs> no, we'd have to set a trap or something. I don't know. It's the start of a plan, okay? I I just thought maybe it could work since I encountered BLs when I was asleep. It's a good start. We can have the dream walker get us to a dream puncher. And then, <laughs> then we can show BLs who's boss. It sounds like a good start. I like this idea. <sighs> what was that about dreams? Why don't you tell us? Hugo's immediately handed his plate of pancakes. Hugo, do you know any dreamwalkers in the Whispered? Not off the top of my head, but I can check. Well, go through your mental Rolodex, I guess. We could use maybe someone who's good at that or a ritualist. I'll get to it in a bit. Breakfast on the counter. Thank you. You can take another 15 to 30 if you need it, Hugo. Nope, gotta be awake for when the demons come. I'd really like to not be here if any more demons come to these woods. How far from D.C. are we? You're in West Virginia right now. Oh, okay. Not terribly far. You could get there in a day. Cool. I'm going to be honest. I don't know this person. and I'm not keen on trusting a stranger with world-ending information, especially on a plan that I don't really understand yet. But you're in luck because we've got no better options. Well, I knew her for a long time. We were close, and she's at least very competent. Well, I trust you, if nothing else. It's a good start. She kind of shrugs and, you know, she had an idea. She was up all night. She couldn't talk about it with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get used to productive Aiden at night. Mm-hmm. Whitaker's demeanor is just entirely, like, suspicious, but God, I'll try anything. Yeah. I think maybe you recall, too, Aiden telling you, Whitaker, before the whole thing with her getting corrupted and stuff that like you couldn't keep up the run and hide tactic for much longer anyway yeah ray pipes up they're having breakfast with you all and they say could i get a ride back to like chicago or something or ray's right we shouldn't send them to dc 
We don't have to go there. Like I could just be like, if you get me a bus ticket or something, I'll oh, I'll head back on my own. Yeah, no, Ray. Of course, we'll drop you off wherever you need. Cool. Thank you for sticking it out with us, even if it was a little against your will. Well, I uh, am not going to forget it. So I, I definitely uh, am going to make the most of the time I've got now. Cause uh, good luck with stopping the end of the world. But like. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do our best. <laughs> she looks over at the trailer, which is a wreck. <laughs> if you want to forget it, Damien, I think we we know some people. Ray, don't listen to him. He's lying. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to sell my memories to a weird person in the sky or wherever. <laughs> she looks at Hugo like a weird, like, eh, did I get that right? <laughs> Close. Uh, and he puts his head on the table. Yeah. <laughs> You can drop Ray off somewhere where they can get a train back west to maybe try and reconnect with Ellie and Brad. And you guys make your way towards Washington, D.C. At one point, Aiden calls Corey again. She asks if that's okay, Whitaker. It's fine. We're we're about to be on the road. Go ahead. All right. So she calls. They set up a plan to uh, meet Corey at the metro station to pick them up and then go back to their place. So that's where you guys have to head is uh, one of the DC metro stations. We cannot be driving around the city with the trailer. Mm. So we should probably find just some some point outside of DC just to park it for a little while. Yeah, I mean, there are large uh, lots for parking at the different stations. And while we're in the city, it'll be a mostly truck-based endeavor. Mm-hmm. I imagine it might be odd for Whitaker to be driving around in like the seat of government. <laughs> Being part of an agency that's like... It's fine. It's fine. Probably after him. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Hey, what's what's the Eastie presence in DC? We don't know. We haven't uh, explored that yet. <laughs> I mean, you better tell me. Yeah, would Whitaker know? Like, they're not, they're not like the Whispered. Like, they're, uh, at least within the organization, they know where other offices are. That, that shouldn't be private knowledge unless there's like a... A secret Eastie presence that's secret even to the other Eastie members. What I'm saying is I have left that undefined and I would pass it to you if you'd like to define it. You can, or we can work together to figure that out. Uh, how difficult do we want to make our stay in DC? <laughs> <laughs> we could have you make a weird roll, Whitaker. I am going to make a weird roll. Uh, in lore, I have uploaded an image of uh, the DC metro station, which I will describe with more exposition in a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's an 11. 11? Whatever presence is there, you know how to avoid it, but I will leave it to you to tell us how big the Eastie's footprint in DC is. Yeah, they have their own building in DC. It is obviously not as big as the one in uh, the West Coast. Well, it's bigger on the inside. Always. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? It is like one of those, it's a very small looking building, but like it goes down into the ground like a whole bunch. It's a very underground bunker-esque setup. Mm-hmm. And it is, I think, it's a lot of like weapon storage, um, like a refueling refuel- station mostly for people traveling around. It is not like the, a big command center. Mm-hmm. the way the one in the West Coast is. There are people there, there is a presence, and they have access to some dangerous things, but there's not a lot of them, and a lot of them are just passing through. I like the idea that maybe Norm's cousin Bjorn Northunder works here in deep storage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's so good. 
all right, I don't want to distract from this any longer. That's the that's the Easty agency in DC. The only other thing you would have to be aware of is that because you are coming here, as much as Lincoln will try to divert and delay, that means the strike team will be coming here as well, and they could refuel slash enlist more members. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So as soon as they realize where we are, we've got kind of a bit of a timer. Bit of a time clock, yeah. Yep. So you guys can park at one of the metro stations. We'll call it Gallery Place which is just a little outside distance-wise from the National Mall. Cool, cool. Which, for our international listeners, is the area in D.C. where a lot of the monuments and museums are. But you guys arrive, you, you drive basically all day to get to D.C. So it's a little past the rush hour commute, maybe 6 o'clock versus like right at 5. And as you have to enter the station to go down to the platform to meet Aiden's friend, it's funny that you described the Eastie Agency as being like very deep in the bunker because that's exactly what it feels like going and entering one of these stations proper. You have to get on a long escalator that takes about five minutes that just descends at a very steep angle downwards. It gets quieter, but also echoey as you descend. And once you're in the station itself, it's a long platform with this huge rounded vaulted ceiling with these concrete almost look like egg crates making up the wall and ceiling of the domed space you're in, which again, it cancels noise, but also has a very empty kind of liminal quality to it. There's no direct lighting anywhere. Everything shines upwards on the ceiling and bounces around. There is this strange alien quality to being down here because it feels very modern, but also very industrial. And there are lights along the edge of the platform, which light up anytime a train arrives. Again, pointing upwards with soft white pulses. That's right, folks. We are entering urban fantasy territory. The DC Metro. <laughs> Shit gets weird in the city. It's also very clean, which for people native to the Boston area or maybe New York uh, might not be used to that kind of a subway. <laughs> One could even say that even in DC, it's a marvel. <laughs> <laughs> there are people waiting, again, to meet people here or pick them up, or maybe they're waiting to catch a, a train to go into work for a night shift. Do you guys want to have like a little moment while you're sitting around waiting? Or I think Raven's just looking around like, whoa. <laughs> She's just very, very intrigued and taking it all in. Anything fun coming up on the glasses? So you've got those on while you're down here? They've entered an area with a large amount of people. Yeah, he flicks them on at some point. Okay. You can see uh, there's little spirits scurrying along the rails. They look like snails and their shells are iridescent and, and glowing and pulsing. Some of them are just on like the metal rail, you know, just scooting along. Uh, and others are riding on like the electrified rail uh, and it seems to make their shell pulse a little faster. <laughs> and then, you know, they're just scooting by every once in a while. You see one person sitting reading who looks to be some kind of... They're like a reptilian folk. Hmm. They've got like scales along their cheeks and sort of a, a crest instead of hair. Not a ton of supernatural activity, but like it's around because it's always around. Sure, sure. Through the glasses, you can also see Felicity's new spirit friend is meandering around the platform. Aww. They're glamoured, but they're just curiously weaving in between people who are walking by or 
going over to sniff or stare at someone sitting on a bench. There's plenty of smell here. It's just none of it is like garbage <laughs> or leaking and, and stuff. There's also no buskers. Uh, it's, it's quiet. Everyone is either talking on like their phone in a hushed way or, you know, just silently moving quickly. So there's a lot of the like brusque movement of feet, but not a lot of like shouting or conversations or music being played. Occasionally there's an announcement over the speaker and it's like trains to Farragut North have been delayed 10 minutes, something like that. Uh, before we go any further, I saw things going on in FChat. Do we need to correct something in post? Is there a phrase we need to cut no, uh, out? Lizard people in the capital. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll make them a bear person or something. Whatever. <laughs> now, bears in the capital. In my mind, they weren't even like a business person. They were just like somebody in shorts reading a comic book. Like, <laughs> can, can I make a recommendation? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Legal Eagle. Ooh, oh, that's very the, fun. Put him in the capital. I want to sure. see him there. Okay, yeah. It's funny because I pictured whoever Natalie was describing just in a suit. I was like, yeah, it's DC. We're in the metro. That's probably just a business guy. <laughs> oh, and it's also like a lizard folk person. But I love the fact that they're an eagle. Yeah, no, eagle, eagle is great. When he takes the glasses off, he's just like a guy with really sharp, strong features. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With like bald, but then like the white hair and back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. That's so much better. So, Aiden, what does your friend look like exactly? Who are we looking out for? She's a designer, so her look changes pretty often. We'll probably have to wait for her to see me since I look pretty much the same. Does she have an Instagram? Uh, Yeah, I think so. She will pull up her phone, scroll through it. She finds an account that is labeled... um, Oh. name or Instagram. Damn it, Emery. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I was so sure you were just gonna have it immediately. Nope. <laughs> I thought you'd like look down to read it and be like, ah, uh, yes, this NPC's Instagram handle is... I, I'm kicking myself because I meant to come up with one for her. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's... um Just like her name if she's like a legit person. It is... Duskheart Creations. Cool. It's a cool name. How's the fashion? There are a lot of different images of models with like very conceptual makeup and seeming work and stuff. It's high-end fashion. It's not like practical fashion. But there's also clips of like graphic design work and landscape photography. Like it's a very eclectic mix of stuff on this Instagram. Do we see any pictures of her? Uh, You don't. Interesting. At least not on the account Aiden is able to find. <laughs> she might have a private one, but mm-hmm. yeah, on that one, it's more showcasing like the work products that she is promoting, that kind of thing. Sure. There, There's some images of just like beverages with like a, a thin, very pale hand with like fancy nail art as like Ooh. some of the selfies, quote unquote, on this, this uh, account. But again, the text beneath the images is all stuff like, I always love stopping by, you know, such and such cafe on my way to another name drop kind of place. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just all content creation voice is the narration of this account. (laughs) Aiden is just sort of standing and like pacing up and down the platform, keeping an eye out as trains arrive. But eventually she just gets sick of that and will come and sit down next to you, Raven. I want to like establish this now that Raven has become very cutesy with Aiden. Sure. And I'm not going to like say it every single time or role play it, but like when she's come sit down, she like takes her hand 
just like is cute. <laughs> I will set the tone for like Aiden's thing going forward. She has been not standoffish, but like trying to like not crowd you mm-hmm. or like be clingy. So like when you take her hand, she kind of like double takes and looks at you, looks down and is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot of that of Aiden not wanting to overstep at all. And then Raven be like, no, this is good. Yeah, I like this. We'll do this. Great. Just anytime they're around each other, just little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that Aiden's just like surprised by it all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> she notices you looking around. Is this your first time in DC? Yeah. I guess it was just never really on my parents' radar for visiting with the family. They were much more into hiking and nature stuff. So DC didn't really hold too much appeal for them. Maybe we could check out the botanical garden then. Last time I was here, it was really nice. I know there's like a whole bunch of museums and stuff and we're probably not gonna have time while we're here and it's fine, but the Natural History Museum would be really cool. (laughs) We could go with Hugo and he could, I don't know, tell us about stuff there, like behind the scenes things. He could tell us about how things are totally wrong. Yeah. Cool. That sounds really fun. I mean, if this plan works, we might have a little time. Yeah, here's hoping. Another train pulls into the station, and there's like a whistling. People who are like waiting to get on walk towards it. A couple moments go by, and you hear a scream. And someone is backing out of the train, covering their hand with their mouth. And then you start to hear more shouting and other screams. Oh my god! And another person just like stumbles back, trips, falls over, and then rushes over to a trash can and vomits. What the fuck? And people start running up to each other and talking in hurriedly hushed tones. There's a lot of commotion suddenly on the platform. Someone calls, like, somebody get security! And you start to hear like whistles being blown and footsteps pounding on the tiled floor of the station platform. Whitaker immediately stands up and walks over with all of the air of someone who is security. He doesn't like flash a badge or anything, but he's wearing his crisp button-ups and all that. Felicity is following after Whitaker. Okay, cool. I wanna see, I wanna see. Damien sprints over like someone who's absolutely not gonna be helpful or useful in any way. And it's just going to end up getting between the useful people and where they need to be because he gets there first. Mm-hmm. Hugo stays back because you don't do that in D.C. Oh, don't do what in D.C.? Go towards the commotion. Yeah. <laughs> Can I use a thing that I have that I always forget to use and I'm really excited? I've thought about it ahead of time for once in my life. Sure. Can I use Occam's broadsword? Yes, you may. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. I like got ready. When you first encounter something strange, you may ask the keeper what sort of thing it is. They will tell you if it or the cause is natural, an unnatural creature, a weird phenomenon, or a person, and you get plus one forward dealing with it. Okay. You notice Windy leap down from your lap, Raven. Mm-hmm. Their ears twitching and their face behind the mask seeming to sniff at the air, and they draw a quill instantly. So... Whatever this is, they think it's a threat they might have to deal with based on something they've caught wind of. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Raven stands up immediately seeing that. She's not going to just sit here anymore. You all can rise to your feet. Everyone is standing up, even the, the supernatural folk who might be around. 
and Whitaker and Damien and Felicity got close to the subway doors? As close as they'll let me. Cool. I don't know if I need to call for a roll here. I mean, read a bad situation is relevant. Yes, but I don't think I need to do that before I describe what you see. Ah, gotcha. You walk forward, your very authoritative presence, Whitaker, and when you look into the Metro car, you see, even for you, a very upsetting scene of gruesome killing. Whitaker, act under pressure right now. Sure. Uh, it is a 12. 9 plus 3. Okay. You are reminded of the scene in the London Agency of Supernatural Affairs. It is very similar to that level of grotesque death. And it is not just this car. If you look through the windows, you now start to notice it on all of the cars as people stand. Some people gawk with like a morbid curiosity. Others just turn away uh, and look you know, shaken by what they've seen on board this train. Who, who ran over it? It was Whitaker, Damien, and... Felicity. Act under pressure as well. You are reminded of a different scene, but a similar one nonetheless. <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck. This is a bad idea. <laughs> I got a five. Well, I'll let you interpret what happens with Felicity, but you are troubled by this intensely. Whitaker actually, if he can, he doesn't catch her in time, but like as soon as he gets an idea of like, oh, this is what this is, he grabs her shoulder and pulls her back and just immediately turns her around and just leans down and says, you go get everyone out of here now, all right? Felicity will let him just like whip her around in whatever direction he's pointing her in and she's just going to start walking in that direction. Mm -hmm. I think her eyes are also a little glazed over. She starts walking towards the nearest escalator. She's not fully in focus. Aiden sees your upset Felicity, and so she'll quickly get up and run over to check on you and then stand by your side to be near you. Damien, there's a lot of eviscerated bodies on this train. Damien is wide-eyed and taking pictures and videos of the carnage inside the subway train. Holy... Damien, this place is about to be full of cameras, full of attention. This is a hot zone right now. I need you to gather as much information as discreetly as you can now. Oh, yes. Yes, I can... I can dual wield. And Damien will pull out a second phone for pictures and video. If someone wants to roll read a bad situation, now would be the time. I am definitely going to. Can I roll a secondary read a bad situation, watching everything from behind the scene? You're on the platform, so you could roll that. Damien, are you in a human form right now? Y yeah, yeah. He would have to be. He's got multiple layers. Yeah, he's got a scarf on, he's got a hat, he's got a jacket on, and it's already pretty toasty. You really don't need a jacket and you didn't need a sweatshirt. Oh, it's hot as heck. It's like the end of July in DC, <laughs> underground. <laughs> I don't know how good of a look it is to have a heavily clothed individual walking through a train of viscera taking a video. I feel like that is a very conspicuous thing to be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other option would be for him to take off all his layers and be a glowing light man. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was expecting him to be like a fly on the wall, literally. It could be a very glowing fly, but like... That's true. Could be a lightning bug. Yeah, just something that could move quickly through a scene and not catch as much attention as a person. Because you're now a suspect. (laughs) What did you roll? (laughs) I got a seven on read a bad situation. It's a four. I leveled up. Hugo? I got an 11. Okay. Whitaker and Damien, you are distracted by the scene you've stumbled upon and discovered. Hugo and Raven, you're watching everything. Ask your questions before I get ahead of myself here. What's the best way out? The best way out is still the escalators or a set of like emergency elevators. And you probably see other emergency exits that might lead to stairs, but I'll be honest, I didn't research the emergency exit system of the Metro. (laughs) Felicity is still walking towards the escalators. She is stopping for nobody. Oh, I think Aiden is like keeping you with her. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, so you're at least with the group. And it's more best way out with consideration of the obvious Metro cameras that are keeping track of everyone and everything that's going on down there. I mean, if you were going to try and fry the security footage, Hugo, I think that's well within your capabilities and maybe a standard practice as a Whispered member, but... Not for this situation. They probably need those. They they need Mm. the security, so like, yeah. I'll say this. There is no easy way out of this being a very highly visible event. This is crazy. It has happened and you are here for it. You could pretend to be a shocked bystander, I guess, would maybe be the best way out, quote unquote. Mm. Can I ask, are there uh, any dangers we haven't noticed? Yes. Because nobody got off this train. We only saw the train pull up and people tried to get on it. Correct. However, Raven, Wendy, their eyes travel towards the front of the train, the car right before the engine. You follow their line of sight and one person, doors open and they step off. Raven's going to point him out to Hugo. Sure. Kind of nudge him in the side and be like, that person just got off the train. Hey, uh, what's the biggest threat? Well, Hugo, you see this man get off the train. His hands are in the pockets of a pretty plain looking hoodie. Uh, All dark clothes, grays and blacks and, and just neutral colors. And as soon as he gets off the train, you notice a couple things. One, he's wearing a blindfold over his eyes. Two, he is grinning in a way that is unnerving and frightening and almost triggers your uncanny valley reaction. And he looks straight at your group. Hugo, you have one more question? Not that there are any new ones yet. What's the best way to protect the victims? Well, there's a lot of bystanders normal, mundane bystanders here on the platform. And security guards have now started to run down the escalators and are now investigating the scene on the train. And this person starts to approach your group now. Oh, they're coming towards us. Not in a rush, but they're just walking towards your group. They seem to note when Davian gets off the Mm. train as well. I hate this. I do not want to talk to this scary person. Maintaining eye contact the entire time. Sure. Although it's hard to because his ties are covered. Damien gets off the train. It's pretty messy and it goes as far up as I could see. Damien, if you do rejoin 
Whitaker in the crowd, he's going to ask you for a jacket, something he can just throw on so that he can walk out of there without cameras seeing a an Easty agent leaving the scene. Yeah, let me get my backpack here and see what I've gotten here for you. Aiden calls to you, Whitaker, uh, to get your attention and direct it towards this person who's approaching you all. Whitaker? Whitaker takes a hoodie at random and walks over. Damien, get my sword ready. This person stops 20 feet from you all as he now is aware that all of you have spotted him approaching you. And he just says in a calm but like projected voice, Hello, first light on friends. You're looking well again. I'm so glad. I was uh, growing a tad anxious that we might miss each other. And I admit I did get a touch bored. So, well, you know what they say about idle hands. Have we met? I'm Mike Smith. They have not, but I know that is not your name. Herr Edgecrest. You could say I know you quite intimately. Uh, I don't know anybody intimately. I don't know what you're implying. Well, I understand you. In a way, your human friends definitely do not. If we're going to be having a conversation... (laughs) No, I'm not here to have a conversation with you, Mr. Whitaker. All right, then speak your piece and see if you can do it before security gets you. He gives a whistle... And while some of the security guards are on the train, like looking over and calling out instructions to each other, the doors close and the train and starts to pull away. Other people are like slamming on the like, wait, 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 ah!" but the train goes and other security guards are like, somebody tell that conductor to stop. What's going on? And this person with the blindfold just raises their hands. Come now, everyone. Can you all just stay put and shut up? There is a slight green glow from under the bandana. I need everyone to act under pressure. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Aiden got a seven. Nine for Whitaker. Eight for Raven. Eight for Damien. Nine for Felicity. 15 for Hugo. Oh, Hugo. Cool as a cucumber. Hugo is on the ball. Uh, so that's a mix for all of you at least, which is good because everyone else on the platform suddenly stops talking. Their hands drop to their sides and they stay there still. If you look at any of them, some of them look like they are trying to move or want to move, but cannot. And some of them have a slight trailing of green energy leaving the back of their eyes. And he takes his hand out of his pocket and a switchblade clicks open and he points it at Aiden. First light, remove yourself from this place. I don't care where you go, but if you return before the spark is in my possession, I will kill her first. And he points at Raven. Should have guessed that. Whitaker has drawn his sword from Damien. See a couple security officers rush down the escalators or like an an elevator opens. They see him with a knife pointed at your group and they rush at him to try and tackle him to the ground. Be careful, stay back, stay back. In a motion like fluid, this person avoids being grappled. There is a flash. One person drops to the ground holding their throat. (laughs) heels over and the other person is held 
and he has the knife against their throat with an arm pinned against their back. Shh. Be quiet, please. Their eyes go green and they shut up, but you see tears starting to form at the sides of their face. And the blindfolded face looks back at you and your group again. We can play this however you like, but I have been sent to write the end to our sad, tragic little story. You claim to know me intimately and you're taking a hostage? (laughs) (laughs) If you want to fight this out, we can do this somewhere else. Aiden looks at you, Raven. What do you think we should do? We gotta get out of here. You see her eyes scan the crowd of people. It's gonna kill everyone here if we leave. They're under his control or something. They can't move. She's shooting looks to Hugo, to Damien, to Whitaker. Hugo's actually looking to Whitaker for the go-ahead. Whitaker looks um, haunted. Question for you, Emery. Yeah, what's up? Is this the first time Whitaker's been in a hostage situation? Almost certainly not. We don't need a specific example. I just want to know if he's had like this kind of thing happen before. I mean, we've got a severely powerful enemy who is uh, at least pretending to bargain, and that's that's better than nothing. Could I have Felicity tune in? Ooh, there's an idea. Sure. That's something that doesn't require movement <laughs> or obvious aggressing. Uh, eleven. And what does that get you? Questions? Uh, Yep, I hold three. Go for it. What is it planning to do right now? Oh, how to flavor this. Do you know what other two questions you're going to ask? Who is it going to attack next? And who does it regard as the biggest threat? Okay. Felicity, you reach out to tune in to the surroundings. You're still a little shaken by what you saw on the Metro cars. But now there is the source, it seems, of all of that carnage here in front of you. When you tune in, it's like the figure's entire form just becomes a black flame flickering around the person that they are holding. And you start to hear whispers of thoughts. And you hear, Oh my God, oh my God, I just want to get home. I just want to get home. Please don't let him do anything to us. I got to get back to my kid. You start to hear the minds of everyone in the subway. Holy shit. You start to hear people doing calculations 30 feet to the door. If I can just just move my legs and get to the door, I could get out. Oh. You clear it away and zone in on this dark fire of a person. If the first light refuses to leave, I will swarm her with the bystanders and pick off her friends until I can capture Edgecrest. It should be simple, since he has not shown any real command of this spark energy within him. Whoever this is, they plan to kill all of you and take the spark from Damien. They have no reservations about using the bystanders around you all as shields, as bargaining chips to manipulate you. Does that answer everything? What were they going to do? Who's it attacking next? What was the third one? Who does it regard as the biggest threat? Aiden. But he also knows that she hates seeing people killed and is going to leverage that against her, especially by threatening you and your friends. In a real life hostage situation, you give the person what they want because it's like, you know, 
however many people's lives versus like money or whatever they want. The problem is, right, if you give him Damien. This is the apocalypse. Right. It's, it's you know, several dozen people's lives versus the world. Mm-hmm. So um, Whitaker is doing some calculations. Absolutely. Counterpoint. In a real world hostage situation, you don't have the capabilities that we have. That, hey, it's another good point. You have magic on your side. Quite a lot of magic, I would say, too. So that's kind of a shitty plan, bud. I'm going <laughs> to let you kill all these people. I'm just going to run away down the fucking subway tunnel. See you, nerd. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> God. Does, does Damien just start running? <laughs> Do you just take off? Yeah. Yes. Thank oh, God. God. <laughs> Get out of here. Run, Damien, run. Thanks, Damien. <laughs> Like what? See, see, what? See you in an hour when you're done. That makes so much sense. <laughs> Damien's like sinners and just melts through the floor. <laughs> that is entirely fair. If that's what Damien does, this person shrugs. Okay, so we are playing it that way. They slit the person's throat. Oh God! And rush at Raven. Cool, 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 cool. They pull another knife out of their jacket. Why do they have so many knives? Whitaker, what do you tell Aiden to do? Because she looks panicked and then looks at you based on what they just threatened her with. Oh, shit. Don't fucking do that to me. Oh, no. <laughs> You're the leader. Like, he so obviously has pointed out that Aiden is a threat to him specifically. Mm-hmm. Does Aiden look like she wants to leave? She looks conflicted and scared. She doesn't want to leave, obviously, but he directly threatened Raven to her face. Whitaker knows Aiden is powerful. And if her concern for Raven is that great, then she will be able to protect Raven. Yeah, no, Aiden's not leaving. Whitaker gives her the motion to engage. Okay, you see she glows golden, not even attempting to mask herself or her powers in this moment. I feel like once the bad guy does like mind control shit on a bunch of people, we're past the point of being subtle with right, magic. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fair. Whole train full of people got massacred. This is this is bad. That part we were like, we can still pretend to be normal and we can leave. It's mind control bullshit, and then we're pulling out swords like, okay, we're doing this. I would like to use magic. Go for it. Ten. What are you trying to do here? She's trying to trap this monster. Okay. They smack into the barrier you erect, Felicity, and from their back, huge black wings extend just out of the material of the hoodie they're wearing. Mm. But the feathers of these wings are hard and clatter as they move as if they were made of scales or like a brittle plastic. It's just like a cacophony of sound as these wings stretch out and they turn around and then look over their shoulder at you, Felicity, and they say, for every moment that I am made to wait, they flick their wing and two of these feathers fly out and impale into a couple bystanders. Ah! Jesus. People scream now that there is a monster attacking. And he just shrugs and looks at you, Felicity. I can be very patient. Didn't you say you wanted us to leave? We're trying to leave. I want her to leave, and points at Aiden. Uh, Whitaker is not letting this man get more than a few words in, by the way. Yeah, no, when he points at Aiden, she glows gold, and I'm going to have her attack him. (laughs) (laughs) Who does this man think he is having a whole conversation with Felicity? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) 
He's got his whole villain speech written down. We're not letting him get through that. Discount Lenon Rouge. Please. Ugh. Aiden rolled a six on the die, plus her tough is a nine. She teleports behind Felicity's barrier and is just going to come at him with a smite. And they seem to just take the hit, smile, and black tendrils erupt from their chest, smack her and sort of shove her down off the platform uh, against the tracks of the subway, where she is like held against the rail. Aiden is going to take at least one harm from being electrocuted. I would like to do a thing. Yes, Hugo. I would like to short out the train tracks. Ooh, you want to blow power? Yep. Okay. The lights on the uh, platform are already like flickering and going a little crazy around this person, this entity. I need Hugo to to like step directly on the third rail and just like channel all of that immediately at this fella. You know what? That's a safe thing. Yeah, he's not wearing rubber shoes. Why not? Okay. <laughs> he's been shocked before. We'll see what happens this time. Oh my God. Yeah. What's your role to do this, Hugo? Would this be a protect someone kind of thing or would this be a... It could be a protect someone, yeah. Yeah, let's protect someone then. Sure. Ooh, that's a seven. Seven plus, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all the harm they were going to get. Hugo, you reach out with your tattoos that give you control over the elements of lightning and draw the energy from the rail away from Aiden and create a little safe spot on the rail she's being like forced against and it channels... Up one arm, your tattoo is all alight as it runs straight across your other arm, and you are gonna fire off at this monster, I guess. Iro style. Very nice, yeah. The bolt of lightning hits them, and they take a step back. <laughs> you can struggle if you like, but I was made for this purpose. As they stand there taking the electricity of the third rail, the clothes they're wearing catch fire, including the blindfold across their eyes. And as it burns away and turns to ash, a large central eye opens in the middle of the forehead and four more eyes open on the face, glowing red with a magma-like energy and a lightning bolt goes across the large central eye, and they just lift a hand at you, Hugo, and fire it right back at you. Okay. That would be two lightning at you. Which ends up being nothing because of the shield spell. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, they lift a hand, fire this lightning right back at you, and suddenly the protective uh, shield portion of your tattoo alights, and it is deflected off into like the concrete. Uh, There's like an explosion and people scream as they're still locked in place. Yeah, this creature can redirect energy, it seems. As Damien was like, see a nerd and phases into the floor and the bad guy cuts the security guard and then begins to approach aggressively, you'd see a green tendril come up on the security guard's neck and apply healing. Ooh. Shh, buddy. Play dead. Okay. <laughs> That's a 13. Isn't magic advanced for you, Damien? It is. Do you want to save both security guards? 
Oh, can I? That would be real cool. Like stretch and little tendrils to both of them. Little tendril covers their mouth. Oh, this is so awful, but it covers their mouth, goes down their throat, and divine energy just heals them. And then, and they kind of... <laughs> Fortunately, the monster you are fighting is a little distracted, and so they do not attack those people again. But one of the eyes on their face catches the tendrils coming out of the station platform. Yeah, and one of the tendrils catches him back with one of these. <laughs> <laughs> it's an audio podcast. <laughs> Damien flips him off. Incredible. Raven's going to see all those eyes on their face and say, oh, hell no. And she's going to draw a card. Okay. We are not doing that. (laughs) It's a seven. She's a little flustered. Yeah, this is very scary. It's still a random card and the spirit might be uncooperative. Roll your d10 and d4. That's a four. The suit of Earth. Just fitting since you're so far underground right now. And that's a one on the D10. Really? Yeah. I thought it was a seven. That's why I had to like get real close to it and squint, but it's a one. <laughs> okay. Are we talking root powers here? Yeah. Yeah, we are. On a mix. <laughs> the whole the whole subway collapses. <laughs> oh, not again. Raven, you pull a card from the deck and you hear in your mind... Druid? Hi. It has been a long time since I was called on. I'm in some trouble with my friends, and I could use some help. And I think you might just be the right one for the job, if you're willing. Roll manipulate someone, Raven. It's a seven total. Not doing great. It's a lot of sevens tonight. A lot of mixes. That's okay, though. And they say, I will lend you my power, druid. But I'll need some time to warm up. I will take all the help I can get, and I appreciate you very much. Let's do this. You flash to the present, Raven. You've pulled the root powers of Earth, the Earth Tortoise card. Yes. Yes, Raven. (laughs) The downside to rolling a mix on this root powers of Earth card is that you are not going to have full use of the tortoise's powers right away. Okay. I'm playing into the slowness of this spirit. I like that. So it's going to take a few rounds before you'll be at full power and can assume the mantle of the avatar of Earth. Okay. So you can see right now what's happening is tiny cracks are forming in the concrete of the platform right now. And there's a rumble in the station. And I guess you just hear in your head, just give me a moment. Uh, Raven's going to kind of hold up the card to her friends. He's on his way. It's going to be a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. I've done it. I've pulled the card. It's It's not the magical girl transformation we're used to, but help is on the way. (laughs) Great. Can you take cover until he does? I'll do my best. I was going to say, with the monster seeing his electrical attack fly off of um, Hugo, 
they just turn their head back to you now, Raven, with all five eyes and that wicked grin ear to ear. If this just became a team sport, let's not leave anyone out of the fun. Don't you do it. And they look at the crowd of people. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Fuck. One of the eyes flashes green and they point at a couple people who have been frozen. Kill her. And the two people, their eyes glaze over and they start running towards you, Raven. This is great, because Whitaker of the people in this group is not good at fighting this level of threat, but fighting a bunch of dudes? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, and also, of course, he feels very bad about telling Aiden um, to stay and putting Raven in more danger, so... Whitaker is on Raven bodyguard duty for the next however long that lasts. She takes a defensive stance. You take up your defensive martial arts positioning, but yeah, they're going to come at you. Whitaker, would you like to protect someone? Whitaker would like to protect someone. Is that cool or tough? It's tough. Oh, it's uh, it's an eight. Okay. Then you and Raven will have to split the harm that was coming at you. Cool. I don't think any harm would get through anyway. Whitaker and Raven back to back just fighting multiple people as they start to run at your group. That green eye just keeps glowing on this monster uh, and other people in the crowd start to glaze over and just start to engage. What are other people doing? Felicity will use magic. She's gonna try to uh, squish him. Sure. That is a nine. Okay, it will have a glitch. Um, I'm also gonna use hex. Yep, I figured. So two harm, magic, ignore armor. And I'll say the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. You reach out to crush this creature who is threatening your friends and the air above this person shimmers like when you make your barrier and it shimmers on the ground and like a trash compactor just fully crushes this creature into like a flat black disc. Fuck yeah. Ooh, spicy. (laughs) However, your magic shimmers away after your attack has happened, and this disc of goop just onto the ground. And for a moment, everyone holds their breath. And then, rising from this dark black puddle of ichor is the silhouetted shape of this person again, with the black wings, the clattering plastic-sounding feathers, and the tendrils now, which seem to spring from their shoulders, very similar to Damien. They just reform themselves. All the eyes open at once, and that wicked smile returns. So you have some fight in you after all. And Felicity, you are grappled by one of these black tendrils, which itself is still covered in this like sticky ichor, like crude oil. God damn it and they just grin at you, and you can see now as they speak, all the teeth in their mouth start to become razor sharp. I know I made a promise, but I'm not very particular. And they go to bite at your throat. Oh, shit. Yo, what the fuck? What are people doing? (laughs) I mean, I can protect unless Hugo has something cool. You're right there. Felicity's in trouble, and your thing has always been protect Felicity at all costs. Let Let me roll. Let me see if it's just a fail, then we don't have to flavor it. That's fair, yeah. A 10. Okay. What's the bonus you're taking and what does this look like? I would like to hold the enemy back. 
So his eyes have been his big focal point. So I imagine as he's rearing back and the teeth are getting ready to chomp, all of a sudden a green tendril comes from both sides and grabs around the eyes and holds the head back so that he can't chomp down. Yeah, very cool. Just like out of the concrete, too, because you're still in like the concrete as this half tangible slime around his face. Hello, yes, I would like to ice blast, please. Combat magic is kick some ass. Yep. Get him. Ten. Ooh, what bonus do you take? Who's probably next? Aiden's probably next. Let's give Aiden plus one forward. Okay. But then he is also going to take three harm and he is restrained and it's magic and it's close and it's obvious and it's loud and it's all those things and more. As is your way, you suck some of the moisture out of the air. Is this a, like a blast from your hand, like Iceman style, or are you having it like form around this creature's body? This is, for lack of a better term, an ice Rasengan. Ooh, interesting. Because he has to be really close for this to actually be a thing, since it's close. Oh, so you come right up close quarters to like shove it into this creature? Yep. For the non-anime fans, what does a Rasengan look like? I'm literally Googling <laughs> it right now. Thank you. I, I was about to ask. I was like, could you run that by me one more time? A soccer ball. It's it's like a big uh, ball of rotating ice, sort of swirling as it forms in Hugo's hand. You slam it into this monster. The ice starts to like shred at their body. You make it spiral into them like an ice drill. Now it is a kick some ass roll. Yep. So you will take harm as you exchange harm on this attack. It's fair. You feel the ice dig in. It does its damage. It, you know, it can clearly is splattering this black ooze around the platform, and the creature winces. But Damien, as you're holding the head back, their head suddenly just grows up and out of where you're holding it. And rather than a humanoid head at this point, a long craning neck looks down at you, Hugo. And what is staring at you is essentially the face of like a heron with the same central eye and the four eyes. And as it opens its beak to speak at you, that voice comes out again. If you think a little cold is going to bother me, I have bad news for you, Mr. Rashad. And from where you're putting your hand into them with this ice blast, Hugo, a warm glow starts to emit on their body and a torrent of hellfire just explodes from the monster as one of the other eyes glows red. That is wonderful. <sighs> you take three fire blasts. You mean two. I do, because you have a protection thing now. But at least they're <laughs> restrained. Yeah, I think... Um, they're held and restrained. Yeah, how does that work? I guess you just take the fire and just continue to pump ice into them to like lock them to the the place that they're at, which is cool as hell and very metal of you, but... <laughs> but also, ow. Yes, exactly. And in fact, you're having to struggle because their form is getting bigger. Now that their head is like the shape it's maybe supposed to be, the rest of them is starting to crack and bubble and grow out of this humanoid shape into what becomes a avian dragon demon huge long beak with serrated teeth inside of it on a long stork-like neck leads down to a body which is kind of like Van Meter Monster Pteranodon wings where there's like claws at the joint that they walk on 
and then the lower half of its body starts to become more reptilian and scaled, and they have a long barbed tail uh, with several spines going down it that starts to whip around. <gasps> wow, that's super cool. Whose bitch are you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping me humble, Durs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, wow. I don't even have a good comeback. <laughs> Just stunned into silence. He says, I serve the same masters thus you forsake, Edgecrest. Mouse off all you like now, but soon enough the demon lords will tear that spark from you and leave nothing but ashes behind. I don't speak dog. Stop! Stop! <laughs> what? He drops dead. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> with the sauce. We did it. We solved the monster puzzle. <laughs> Just be really mean to him. Yeah. He cries and runs crying home to the place apart. <laughs> you have the entire planet Earth and you choose to be a bitch here? Bad choice. God, stop the podcast. We're never going to come up with anything better than that. That's it. We've peaked. Hello, adventurers. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Since we didn't have everyone last time, we're doing round two of welcoming Mel into the cast. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah! Woo! It's Mel! <laughs> it's like it's my birthday again. Or like second breakfast. <laughs> you had one episode of Soft Feels, and now I'm throwing you into the toughest combat encounter I've designed in a while. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got to face us where I compliment how great it is to role play with you and plan shenanigans in between sessions and even map things out. <laughs> Speaking of things to celebrate, we have an update on the great review race. The reviews are literally in. We've hit 50 reviews on Spotify. Thank you all so much for your support. Reviews on any platform help us show up as a recommendation in the algorithm, and we want the algorithm to like us as much as you do. In case it wasn't obvious, we don't actually have the whole squad here, so this is my best Brittany. It's basically just my Aiden voice. Speaking of voices, do you realize how powerful your voice is? It may not be like angelic tier god level things of being able to do stuff, but it's definitely powerful. Word of mouth is the best way for you to help any of your favorite podcasts grow, and we would thoroughly, thoroughly is not even the right word, we really would appreciate it if you could just pass this along to your friends. Hey everyone, it's me, Emery, here to tell you that our promo swap this week is with Blittle League, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast inspired by the internet phenomena Blazeball. Don't know what Blazeball is? Neither did we until we looked it up. Let's check out the Blittle League promo. Blazeball is a blood sport in a world of horrors. Little Leaguers are the brave youth baseball players who protect their towns. The Somerville Sunflowers are one such team of courageous kids. They are an angel exiled from heaven. Gotta pull out the flaming sword because I want these <laughs> penguins to see it. A psychic compelled to feed her book of secrets. I should probably try and collect some relevant secrets. Oh no. <laughs> To be helpful. A witch whose abilities include electric magic. We're gonna send an ungodly amount of energy their way. And popularity. Do you know Boston Flowers player Inez Owens? Inez Owens picks up on the second ring. Hey Owens. And whatever Zlobs is. Zlobs is passed out in a kiddie pool of corn cobs. That is the work of one 11 year old. Little League is a show of comedy. <laughs> and all of a sudden you are wrapped in a blanket of self-confidence. I just remembered I'm the 
best. It is a show of otherworldly horrors. Do you want this rat to be actually alive? Of course not. So it is. And the horrors of growing up. You have to choose to make friends. Because if you don't choose to, then you're not gonna, and then no place is home, right? No one knows what will happen, but the Blittle Leaguers are always ready to trundle, as a team, toward their fears. They'll learn about themselves and the power of friendship, but only if they survive. If you still don't know what Blazeball is, I bet you're way more curious about it now. You can find more by following Blittle League on their website, BlittleLeague.com, or on Twitter, at the Sports Hub. Links are in the show notes. This is basically just your Ray voice. <laughs> yep. I only have so many voices. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you can also find links to our socials in the show notes. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Story Squad Cast. And aside from our Patreon Discord, those are the best places to check in or look for updates about what we're working on. Speaking of Patreon, if you'd like to support the Storyteller Squad's production, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Storyteller Squad. Everyone who contributes helps us invest back into the show, and our community Discord is always a constant source of joy for us with all sorts of fun memes. And if you're an existing patron or decide you can pledge, we'd love to see you join us for a live listen of one of the episodes there sometime. And with that, I have to return you all to our heroes and their imminent threat. But hear me out. Mm-hmm. What if you didn't? Yeah, what if it was, like, not threatening this time? Yeah. What if it was real low-key? Yeah. W- what if we all just got on the train and went somewhere else? Yeah, that sounds nice. Oh, a slow train ride really is our lo-fi kind of vibe. But no, no, the battle must continue. That's all from us for now, adventurers. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Please help us. Bye. There's no help for us. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Raven and Whitaker, you are now being swarmed by 15 people. Can I try to use tortoise powers yet. Sure. It will be a kick some ass roll. Okay. It's a three. Oh, no. All right, well. These dice are going in dice jail, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Really not helpful. Raven, you are fighting against these people. There's a lot of people, but Whitaker's got your back. You two are going at it, but you're just starting to get overwhelmed as more and more people become influenced by this creature's magic. And you go to, like, pull a roundhouse on someone, and suddenly your punch feels a lot heavier than it normally would have. And you miss, and your hand clunks to the ground as you look and see that, like, bits of rock and brick and dust and dirt have, like, formed a fist around that arm. But it's heavy, and you aren't able to, like, lift it on your own. (laughs) Shit! blessing and a curse it's cool and i can't use it and so failing that kick some ass roll you are now low on the ground and start to get kicked a bunch i did level up now i'm gonna have a roll as aiden to try and protect you box cars baby ayo aiden has protect someone as an advanced move 
both you and the character you are protecting are unharmed and out of danger. Oh shit. So as you start to get like kicked by these people, I mean, I guess you kind of have to just like curl up into the fetal position and like protect your vitals. Mm -hmm. But there is a flash of gold above you. Aiden is landing with her wings and using them to just knock people back. And she then kneels beside Raven with her wings around in that protective defensive position. And she quickly checks you over for anything serious. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. These powers I'm borrowing are not going great so far. And she like gestures to her now very heavy fist. Mm-hmm. Raven, if you don't get those powers under control, you're dead weight. She looks at you very seriously and she says, I can get you out of here for a little bit. I'm not leaving. <sighs> All right, just be careful. She stands up and prepares to defend you along with Whitaker. All right. Whitaker, are you going to kick some ass on these people? If Aiden is here now protecting Raven, he is redirecting. So you're going to go after the monster? Yes, that is correct. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you see it growing. Uh, Felicity is still held in one of its tendrils and Damien nearby and Hugo occasionally being blasted with hellfire. So not a great situation over there either. And it's sort of like coated in, in ice and stuff. Hugo is trying to freeze it in place, but again, its interior is made of the fires of the place apart. Whitaker, investigate a mystery. I would love to investigate a mystery. Sharp. It's a 14. No, no, sorry. It's a 12. It's a 12. Okay. That's still really good. What can hurt it? Because it's so far, not a lot. <laughs> Aiden's punch hurt it. That's expected. Being crushed seemed to hurt it. Yeah temporarily. The ice is hurting it. The thing it redirected was the lightning. And given that it is breathing fire on Hugo, probably fire would not be a good idea either. Gotcha. Shame. I, I brought my flamethrower and everything. <laughs> what can it do? I want to know what's going on with those eyes. Okay. Whitaker, this is clearly a demon sent from the place apart. However, it is displaying abilities not limited to what BLs has been sending at you. Mm -hmm. This is the hellfire that Azazel's hellhounds have sent at you. This is the manipulation and shape-shifting magic that Leviathan's creatures have used. Seven eyes, seven... It has five eyes. It has a central one and then two on each side of its face. Total of five. Oh, five eyes. Cool. But yes, the, the ones on the side are the ones that keep changing colors when powers are activated. It's also speaking to you, which is not something that any of the other abominations BLs had been sending at you were doing. And there is a similar malice, but also like charisma to this monster that you would hearken to the likes of King Octopus. All right. You can reasonably put together that this is a creation that four demon lords have infused with their power. Aw, Aiden's siblings had a little family project. They had a crafting party. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, you know what I have to say about this? What is that? That's rad as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it's pretty. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you still yeah. haven't asked him his name. <laughs> Seems a little forward, if you ask me. I introduced myself. This guy's the asshole. Oh, you were like, I'm Mike Smith or whatever. Yeah, he knew my real name or whatever. Gotcha. Uh, hey, you know what? He would have said to you at one point. My name is Schnilla. Schnellergeist, which is the original name of the Maryland cryptid known as the Snallagaster. 
Whoa. Actually, I will throw some images in lore. Oh, no. Because I have described now what he looks like, but I might as well send you my reference material as well. Please do. Let's take a look. Whoa. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, this is horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Your Honor, I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, my God. Fuck. Nope. Whose idea was nope. this? Uh, Germans. German colonists. Thanks. Thanks, Germany. <laughs> idea was. Thank you, Germany. That explains it. Yeah. In fact, like, as as the beak is, like, roaring at people, you see that, like, the skin or what looked like skin on the beak suddenly splits into four more of these tentacles that have, like, razor barbs on them and just this black ichor stretching between bony beak and where they were sitting. Jesus. So it's now got like beak and then a, a star shape of four tentacles all around it that are just wriggling and looking to lash out at victims. He has more tongues than I have boots. We're in big trouble, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got an idea, Felicity? You gonna keep hurting this thing? Um, I do have an idea, but you might want to say no because I'm grappled and like maybe I can't do anything. Soft magic system. Nothing's impossible. <laughs> I want to call to my my little spirit buddy. Okay. And she's going to shout out to them. Hey, do you think you could grab me a cookie out of my backpack? <gasps> yes. 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 Okay. Let's flavor this in, in a fun way, Felicity. You're being grappled by this monster as it is dealing with Hugo, trying to freeze it in place, the tentacle holding you crystallizes and becomes brittle. And your spirit familiar leaps up and using the blue foxfire of its tail, smashes that tentacle and you're able to drop to the ground as it breaks apart. They scurry over to you and climb up onto your shoulder as you roll out from under this monster and then step back a little to fish around in your backpack and you are able to pull out the tin of magic cookies. Let's eat a cookie. Let's see what happens. Math is hard. Five, nine, 10, 11, 12. And she has used magic as an advanced move. Yeah, what kind of cookie are we pulling here? Oh gosh, guys, what what kind of cookie should it be since she has magic as advanced? I want them all to be cinnamon cookies. At the same time, I'm thinking like a, a cool peppermint. Ooh. Chocolate with peppermint pieces in it. Ooh. Oh my god, they're just actual Girl Scout Thin Mints. A magical, magical cookie. Oh my god, yes! It's Beatrice's homemade version of a Thin Mint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down for that. Let's go. Sure, I like that. Watch it do absolutely nothing. It's just a regular Thin Mint. She just includes <laughs> them because she knows everyone likes them. It's delicious. It's just yummy. I wish I had some ice cream. <laughs> you crunch down on this peppermint cookie. And as you finish it, chewing really quickly, and exhale, a frosty mist pours out of your mouth. And so the Girl Scouts of America don't sue us. uh, I'm going to call these Winter Bites. Winter Bites. Cookie with a scoop. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie with a scoop. (laughs) That's exactly what we should call them. This joke is for exactly six listeners. (laughs) You pull out of the tin of cookies, somehow, a cookie with a scoop of ice cream on it. (laughs) And Felicity, you start to turn blue also, and like an icy frost covers the parts of your skin that are exposed. 
You are ice infused or, or, you know, cold ability infused now. Your use magic inflict harm is enchanted. You can add another harm on top of that, which will be cold. Snalagaster, it really dislikes what you're doing, Hugo. It's going to try and shove you off. You see its beak coming down at you, and the tentacles look like they're going to reach toward you to try and maybe pull you towards the point of the beak and just impale you on it. Well, then we cha-cha slide to the left, and then we (laughs) run around to the right, and then we continue the ice just punching various parts of the body as fast as we can move. Very good. Yeah, act under pressure to avoid being a Hugo kebab. Oh, there's a 10. It's fine. Perfect. Yeah. The tentacles lash at you, but you super speed your way, uh, avoiding this attack. Whitaker, having assessed the situation, is um, going to look back at Raven. Miss Eugenia, how are those powers looking? Slow and steady. You hear in your mind, Raven. Nearly there now. Don't be hasty, young druid. And the cracks in the concrete that we're forming get larger and pieces of them begin to drop to the ground and they all start rolling towards you. And out of the ground, more dirt begins to pour and accumulate. And from the fist of rock around your arm, more of this debris begins to form. Now you have a whole arm of rock. Is it? Still too heavy for me to lift. It is too heavy for you to lift, but you Mm -hmm. notice that now rocks and things are gathering at your feet and crawling up your legs as well. You are slowly being encased in the powers of the Earth Tortoise. All right. This is fantastic. So the initial plan, which was originally called Meteor Hammer, is about to just become Meteor Strike, (laughs) is going to involve... Raven and Felicity. This is a Raven and Felicity tag team. A combo move. It's a combo move. Felicity is going to briefly turn off the gravity for Raven, allowing her to do a big jump into the air. And as she's coming up to the the apex of her jump, gravity comes back on, and all of that momentum and stored energy is just going to go straight into whatever she was aiming for, which in this case is our boy. Big punch. Hopefully in the face. Yeah, preferably the face. Okay, cool. And that's a roll from Felicity to use magic. Let's go. We're establishing that this is like one of the things they did during training day. So um, Felicity, if you want to take a plus one from Whitaker's <laughs> training uh, expertise. Sure. Oh, heck yeah. I like to think we plan this based on whatever the card magic is. Yeah. We'll amplify it with being lifted and shooting Raven at it somehow. <laughs> Felicity, I need you to give Raven a boost. I'm on it. 14. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you turn the gravity off easy peasy. And it's advanced, so if you want to go crazy and like do something special, be my guest. All of the gravity on Raven that you are like removing is redirected towards the Snalagaster. And it's long stork neck. is slammed into the tiles of the platform. Awesome. You can stand up, Raven. In fact, it's very easy to stand up. You kind of shoot up. Once she feels herself get lighter, she's going to try and jump up as high as she can. Mm -hmm. And if she can get high enough, she's going to wait till she's like up towards the ceiling. And like Emery said, wait until she's like right at the top 
when she's just barely feeling herself starting to fall back down again. She'll yell to Felicity, Now! All right, you got this! Okay, gravity comes back on for Raven. This would be kick some ass for you. It's an eight total. Plus one from Whitaker, because this is part of a plan. Oh, that's true. That Yeah, so it's a nine. And then... Can we help out? You need help out if you want the bonus effects from Kicks and Mass. Aiden, do you want to help Raven's <laughs> skyward projectile motion? It seems like something Aiden would understand. Sure, I'll have Aiden help. I need Aiden to, like, fly up in the air next to Raven's big. <laughs> oh, you're doing great. <laughs> Just emotional support. <laughs> 12. Help out is advanced for Aiden, so your kicks and ass becomes a 12. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, get in there. Guys, this is the coolest thing we've ever done. Yeah, you know what they say, kids? That's the power of love. (laughs) (laughs) How does this work? She, um... She, like, jumps up and, like, redirects her a little bit. Yeah, could she help guide her? Yeah, when the gravity turns off, you kick off a little too hard and are, like, rocketing towards the ceiling. You redirect her. She jumps too hard and you grab her hand and you both spin around holding hands. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. There's a slow motion moment where we're both like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a... She flies up with a hand extended at you. You grab her hand with the one that isn't covered in rock and she just Mm -hmm. arcs back in like a back somersault in the air. Oh yeah. And hurls you towards the monster. Fuck yes. Yes. Now you are going directly for him. Fuck that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Just to make it even more fun, when you crash down on this monster, you impact with this rocky fist and it will take some harm. I want the floor to like crack under its head. Yes. (laughs) This attack will do three harm. Also for the 12 plus, uh, I wanna choose you completely hold the advantage. All hunters involved with the fight get plus one forward. Cool. Hell yeah. That's very good. And then do I take any harm from that? You will, cause you did not choose to take little harm. Okay. So what happens is you impact into the monster, big crater, but again, it kind of melts under your fist for a moment cause he's in slime shapeshift. And so from where you're there now with the gravity turned on, again, still not fully able to lift yourself from this position, the head under your fist just sort of splits apart, like splits in half and then rises up around where you are, reforms again above you. All the eyes look at Aiden as she's like turning upside down watching this happen. I made a promise, First Light. And the dark wings come in on you, Raven. It's at least four harm. I suffer three harm because I take one less. Perfect. Uh, You throw up or at least like turn your body to like avoid, you know, getting fully lacerated by these things. But these sharp, stiff feathers just rake across your body uh, in several spots, cutting you pretty deeply. She tries not to scream. Whitaker is going to take advantage of the fact that he now has a rock-like platform for which he can jump off of. Sure. Raven, platform, and he's gonna run up, take a leap off of like the rocky shoulder that Raven has. At this point, the rocks are like growing up her legs and like kind of connecting on one side of her back. So she can fully just ramp for you. Yeah, she braces. Yeah. She's ready. All right, Whitaker's gonna take a big jump off of that, sword raised, it's gonna arc up over his head and he is going to attempt to cut this thing's damn head off. Roll kick some ass. I will. I get a plus one from Raven. Yes. That'll be a 12. That'll be a solid 12. Very nice. 
I inflict terrible harm. I'm cutting its head off. You're inflicting double the amount of harm you do with the sword. Oh, right. I do have kick some ass as an advanced. Yeah. My attack inflicts double the normal harm. And I don't know what the base harm for Elias's sword is, so this is going to be a learning moment for everyone. I'm pretty sure we've said it's like one of the options from the Divine playbook. That sounds familiar. Maybe we did say this, and I just forgot. All the weapons from the Divine playbook are three harm plus some tags. Sure, cool, love that. So, you're doing six harm, buddy. (laughs) Dude, his sniper rifle does less harm than that. As you swing the sword, the runes along the blade light up, which is good because were they not there, this might not have gone so well for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine there's an armor threshold to cross. Well, I imagine there's a lot. Uh... Uh, there's there's a lot happening with Snallagaster. He was made by four demon lords. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a very long document on my screen right now. Oh shit, oh okay. It's not what we would call squishy. You slash at this thing with Elias' sword and you get the perfect strike. And you do, you sever its head. <laughs> the severed neck whips around for a moment, mm-hmm. suddenly lights up. Oh no. And hellfire streams out of it at you. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Three harm to you, Whitaker. Sure, uh, ignore armor or with armor? You can make use of both your types of armor. Wonderful. I can't try to protect him from that, right? Because it was the result of kick some ass. You just got attacked. You're kind of restrained by the, okay. the feathers at the moment, and you can't move. So it's true. Not quite yet. I have two armor points. It was just one. You're you're yep. good. Whitaker's Whitaker's doing okay. Cool. Okay. And hey, if it does get bad, it's not as bad as it looked. That's true. Hey, I was only thinking of it because I knew we were close together. So sure. I was gonna offer. Good instinct. Love that. Hey, Raven. Nice. The head, which you cut off, sort of melts into black ooze and then creeps over and joins the rest of the body, and it (laughs) reforms at the end of the next stalk. Cool, cool. It was a big hit, though. This is fun and all, but I do have a mission to complete. Let's be done, Heredgecrest. The stinger tail on the back of this monster is coming for you, Damien. <laughs> That's fine. Bring on the stinger. I'm, Are you just taking the hit? I mean, I'll, I'm going to roll for it to, to dodge. <laughs> I'm not going to stand there, but I'll sass him. Yeah, okay, yeah. Stinger coming right for you, Damien. Uh, I guess um, act under pressure. Yeah. That is a 10. And what I set out to do is not get hit by the stinger and to continue to sass this <laughs> demon. Cool. Yeah, this is what, demon 44, 45? Like, whatever, dude. You're a sibling art project. Go home. <laughs> Macaroni art on the fridge. Got <laughs> a life, dude. And for the second time tonight, he goes home and cries. The stinger tail misses you, Damien. You sassed the hell out of him. In response, the wings that had sliced across Raven's body rake out of you back the other way. And they lift up to its beaked mouth with tentacles and they run the feathers through their mouth. (sighs) Time to get serious, I think. Don't like that. Second form. One of the eyes glows with a rusty orange color 
and the barbed tentacles around its beak shoot out towards people still frozen in place on the platform, or maybe some of the ones who got knocked down when they attacked your group. And these tentacles slash at the people and then drink the blood pouring from these victims. Can I do something in response? Yeah, you probably should. So as he's trying to pull them in, I would like to use magic to bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature to make an ice wall that makes so that all the humans that were on the other side that were trying to deal with us and fight us and stuff are stuck on that side. Yeah, you could you could save a couple people by erecting an ice wall and like eliminating half the platform as viable targets. Oh no. Uh-oh. That's a six. Okay. We get a help out from someone, please. There is someone else in the scene with ice powers if he does not want to fail. I will throw that out there. Oh, that's oh, right. You know? There is. Felicity. It just seems yes. silly to let it fail. <laughs> Why'd you help with this ice magic Hugo's attempting? I'll do it. I'm going to do it. Eight. Okay. On seven and nine, your help grants them plus one, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Nice. What this means is as the tentacles shoot towards the bystanders, Hugo, you throw up an ice wall. Felicity, you see tentacles heading in an opposite direction for other people, and you also try to mimic this magic and call on the winter bite and then an ice wall forms now separating your group from the bystanders who had been called on to fight as puppets but what this means is both of you are now actively in the midst of casting a spell the tentacles redirect grab both of you and pull you towards the mouth where the beak is going to chomp on you and this long dark tongue starts to lick at the wounds and suck like a vampire delicious (laughs) It's another three harm from the bite to both of you. Oh, shit. Ow. Ow. I have two harm left. You're unstable. Yeah. Cool. Also unstable. Cool. Aiden hears Felicity get bit. She's flying in. I think she's mad. I think she's just going to, like, tear you free and inflict harm by doing that. She has a 10. Ooh. Whitaker or Raven, do you want to try helping Aiden out? She has a 10, but if either of you could help out and get her to a 12. I would love to. Raven, would you also like to? I could try, yeah. You are her girlfriend. Because help out is advanced for you too, correct? Yes. Go for it. Okay. It's a seven. Not quite enough then. You still are like struggling to move enough. Do I help at all? You help a little by like making it at an 11 now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just being a distraction again. Whitaker, I'll let you try it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a 13. <gasps> Whitaker. Okay. Fully golden, glowing. She is assuming this like attack flight pattern towards the demon. How are you helping Aiden with this attack? Ooh, is it possible I could reach the wings in some way? Get a slice in on the wings to help like clear the path for her. You could try that, or you could, like, cut Hugo or Felicity down so they're also not in the way. I wasn't sure if they were too high up. It sounded very big. It is big. It's like it's like eight feet. So with a long sword and Whitaker being six feet tall, he's not, like, out of range. It's just a bigger monster than you. Sure. Yeah. I think it'd be possible to hit. I like the sound of that. You bring the sword across the face of this thing, which fully cuts, like, through the beak. 
But again, it just melts and like reforms and the beak is starting to grow out again. Mm-hmm. But Hugo and Felicity, you both drop covered in cuts and bleeding. And now that you're out of the way, Aiden charges up her fist. Your help out gets her a 12. Kicks some asses advanced for her now, thanks to her level up. She will also choose double the amount of harm she can do. Fantastic. Love that for her. Yeah. I'll even give you a, an extra three harm in there for, like, having hit it with the sword again. However, the stinger tail whips around and with its barbed spines wraps around Aiden while she's in the air and begins to constrict. Ooh. Uh, so she will take harm from that as well. Damien, what are you up to at the moment? So I have been thinking of how to use the spark effectively. And I think with Aiden being the big target, I want Damien to become a weapon in Aiden's hand. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Very cool. Yeah. Durs, that fucks so hard. Thank you. That's rad as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you roll use magic? Yeah. Durs appreciation moment. You are firing on all cylinders tonight. This is insane. Yeah, no. What did you eat today? Like, jeez. Everything that's come out of your mouth has been like, mmm. Gold every time. This is super fucking cool. (laughs) Before things started, I was like, I am not at a good spot to game, but this game will turn me around and perk me up in no time. And it absolutely has. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh. And that is a 10 for use magic. (gasps) No glitch. So here's what I'm thinking. Aiden, again, wrapped around the waist, her, her wings kind of tamped against her body as the spine starts to crush and like try to cut into her clothing and her skin. Her armor is protecting her from a lot of it, but it's even just like the crushing force is causing her harm. And then you just like, what, reach up with a tendril and slip into her hand? Yep, reach up with a tendril, lock arms sort of like at the wrist. And then he's able to move all of his mass in that direction to start forming whatever weapon she needs. What do you say to her as you start this combo move with Aiden? Let's show him the power of the first light. Oh! (laughs) Damien, you extend the spark magic to Aiden and her eyes flash gold. As you gloop up into her hand, you feel her divine energy also pulse out to mix with yours and inform the shape that you take on, which is a long, narrow handle leading into a sword tip spear, which she swings around once. There's this golden arc. Uh, What you have done is given her back the ability to use the divine's weapon and enchanted it. That's right, because she doesn't have a weapon and Damien can be a focus. That's so fucking perfect. That's so good. So I'll roll kick some ass for her. She didn't roll great, but fuck that. I'm going to burn a luck, which gets her a 12. I love that. I love that for her. She will double her base of four up to eight. (laughs) The golden spear that Damien has become severs the tail cuts off one of the wings and fully bisects half of them. 
she drops, brandishes Damien in front of her, and takes up a defensive stance besides Raven. The Snallagaster, all the pieces... Time to make good on that promise. This thing, having tasted three of your bloods, is entering a frenzy and does not seem like it is slowing down at all. Hey, Natalie, I just want to say, you've been dealing so much harm to this monster, like nonchalant amounts of harm, like, ah, oh, throw another three harm in there, Whitaker, why don't you? And this worries me. This worries me furiously. Mm-hmm. Deeply. Yeah, would you like to know how much harm you've dealt him so far? Yes, please. Uh, I'd love to. 23. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Those are working numbers. We gotta do more. <laughs> <laughs> You're all doing very cool shit. Don't get me wrong. But again... The Snallagaster is four demon lords worth of magic sent specifically to kill you all. We just got to hit it some more. That being said, can I get a quick harm count on every player? Whitaker's at four. Damien is fine. Hugo is at four. Raven's at three. Felicity is at five. Okay. You said Whitaker is at four. He is at one. He's at one. Sorry. (laughs) It's a lot in my brain right now. (laughs) You're good. You're good. Just making sure. Aiden is at two right now. Raven, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I thought I had a whole plan, and then I heard everyone's harm counts, and I'm going to change my plan. Felicity's, like, on the ground now, right? Whitaker cut her down. She and Hugo are both on the ground, laying on their sides, having been cut free of the, like, beak tentacles that the Snallagaster had them wrapped up in. And I can tell that Felicity's the most hurt out of all of us. She's bleeding a lot. Okay. Raven's going to get over to her as quickly as she can and try to like crouch over her and be like a human shield. And she's going to try to heal Felicity. I like that. Go for it. Fuck. Oh, honey. She just saved it for the people with lay on hands. What'd you get? (sighs) I rolled double ones and I have a two in weird. So it's a four. That sucks. Yeah, it's it fails. Um. Which means you get... Does she get another harm? No. Because this is a use magic fail. It's not a lay on hands fail. Mm. Raven, you go to heal. Just as your hand is reaching for Felicity, your other hand becomes encased in the tortoise armor. Now you're just like fully stuck to the ground. Uh, You can't reach to get to her to heal. Did I get close to her? No, I just couldn't even get up from where I was. You're, you're close to her because you were all kind of gathered right in front of this thing. But okay. uh, you can't like lift your hand to cast healing on Felicity right now. I wasn't sure if I got close enough to still be a human shield or not. And I just couldn't cast any healing. I'm just OK. I failed real bad. What I'm going to say here is I'm going to give you a silver lining. As that rock forms, right? And you're like, no, I want to heal my friend. The Snallagaster is coming down with its beak at your back. And you maybe don't even catch this because you're focused on seeing Felicity in so much trouble. And as the beak comes for you to try and impale you, you hear, All right, let's get to work. And more of the rocks finally all form around you. And the Snallagaster's beak, ting, is deflected off your back as a rounded carapace forms there. Yes. And... You are now fully encased in rock, stone, and earth. And the tortoise spirit's voice in your head says, Sorry for being slow. 
But now, I'm ready to rumble. You are right on time. Your body is infused with strength. You can now move as if this was your body, but you weigh three tons. Yes! <laughs> and you have three armor. So the beak attack, which deflects completely off the stone, is negated. Holy shit. <laughs> I'd like to do something. Yes, Felicity. I would like for Felicity to use her cookie magic. Mm -hmm. The ice magic? Yes. So as she's laying on the ground, she's going to slam a hand on the ground in the direction of the monster. Mm -hmm. And I want ice to like spread from her fingertips, travel along the ground towards him, and then shoot up into icicles. Ooh, and like impale it? Yes. Sure. Yeah, roll kick some ass. Or mm, use magic. Okay. For you, it's use magic. 13. And advanced. And advanced. What's the total harm here? Because I said it, you got a plus one to whatever it normally would be. So it would be two harm, and I'd like to use hex. Makes it four, right? Do an additional two harm for four total, yeah. Okay. And we get a special little treat with it. Yeah, a little bonus thing. You are in trouble, Felicity. You're bleeding a lot. You're right in the thick of it. And the ice makes a weapon for you. But the Snallagaster tears itself from the icicles just by like stepping to the side. And then that tail whips around and it's going to come back down on you to try and just basically tit for tat. It's going to try and impale you with its stinger. And the tail is caught. <laughs> in the massive jaws of your spirit familiar. Yes. Oh, fuck yes. Who has grown into a direwolf-sized fox spirit with nine tails of blue fire whipping behind them. Dude, what? Oh my God. They grip the Snallagaster's tail in their jaw and jerk them aside to slam the Snallagaster into the sidewall of the metro station into those concrete shapes I described. Yes. And then one of the fiery tails wraps itself around you. It doesn't burn, it's not hot to you, it feels like soft fur. Picks you up, puts you on its back between the shoulder blades, and then kind of backs away defensively keep you safe. So there's your bonus for succeeding so well. I'll give them a weak little pat as a thank you and just say, good job. Whitaker, Damien? Well, Damien, you're a, you're a weapon now, so. <laughs> what would you like Aiden to do? <laughs> you can give her advice. I have a dumb mental image of trying to convince him to not just blindly follow orders. Do you want to try and convince him to rebel? Become my demon servant. <laughs> I kind of want to use my level up to do the you can convince monsters <gasps> as well as people. Did you take Dark Negotiator? I haven't, but I just leveled up, so that would be a spicy one to take. And oh. all of my barbs have been directed at that specific relationship, so. Mm -hmm. I know this is not how level ups work, but I love the idea that Durs does not know if he's taken it yet. 
and he just rolls on the manipulate. If it's really good, that means he's got it now. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, it means, mm, no, buddy, you can't talk to them yet. We'll, we'll pick a different level up next time. If you want to take that as your level up, then yes, you could roll Dark Negotiator to try and convince the Snallagaster that their mission should be abandoned <laughs> or is not worth doing or something. Whatever you want to try and convince them of, you could try that if you want to commit to taking that as a level up. Note that he did explicitly say he was made for this purpose. Yes, he did say that. It's okay. What's the roll, Dares? Eight plus two is ten. Okay. What does Dark Negotiator say precisely? You can use the manipulate someone move on monsters as well as people if they can reason and talk. So then the question is, what does manipulate someone say on a 10 plus? They'll do it for the reason you gave them. If you asked too much, they'll tell you what the minimum it would take for them to do it. Hmm, okay. So you tell me exactly what you say to Snallagaster. I think Aiden has you like brandished at its throat again, ready to just like do more divine damage with you. But you could like goop a little face <laughs> off the blade of the spear <laughs> and talk to him for a minute. Hey, bud, you know, you can be independent. You don't have to be like they made you. This is a shitty DC subway tunnel. You could be anywhere. There's other things out there. There's a whole world. You can be your own person, like me. Hmm. Okay. You just told Snallagaster they should be independent like you. This could absolutely blow up in my face. But yes, I think he should be independent and not constrain himself. Snallagaster gets up after being slammed into the wall and just glowers at Aiden as she's like, got you positioned to attack again. The dark ichor just dripping off the Snallagaster's form and the central eye comes right up against you as she's got it poised to like thrust forward into the face. They say, Heregkrist, are you proposing that you would like my fealty? I would gladly take your fealty. I don't have the restrictions and rules that they have. I wouldn't send you to your death. Incredible, because I would gladly take this. <laughs> One of their claws grabs at the spear that Aiden is holding and tries to wrench you away from her. If you're going to propose independence, Schneller Geist will be a demon lord like you and take the spark from you. <laughs> going to roll act under pressure for Aiden to see if she can hang on to you. 13. Damien, you are grappled by this thing, but it does not fully just rip you out of Aiden's hands. She digs her heels in, and I'm going to have her use magic and channel some of her divine fury through you in response to Snellegeist's refusal to take your deal, basically. Seven. She calls to you, Damien. Hold on! This might sting! You take one harm, ignore armor. Despite your teamwork, you are still a demon. She's still an angel. Schnellegeist's claw attack on you to try and rip the spark from you is four harm because of his blood frenzy. Then the one damage. What does that put you at? Okay. Immortal reduces one, so that's four. Her hands glow golden, and just out of the tip of your spear form, pure radiance 
cuts into Schnellegist's form and it explodes with like magma and other energy. You see the red eye from Azazel glows again, then glows gold, then glows red with even more intensity. <sighs> I was made to fight you, First Light! Schnellegaster opens its beak and returns the radiance at her as well. <laughs> and she is sent across the platform into the concrete wall. Oh, he returns radiance. That's cool. I didn't think he would be able to do that. Demons are technically radiant beings. It's a five-arm laser blast. Aiden can reduce three of that. She is unstable. You and she get knocked into the wall and clatter down to the ground. The Snallagaster has taken a lot of harm, but it's still standing. Raven, you've got the stone armor now. Do you want to take a move on this thing? Yes, please. Go for it. Your girlfriend just got <laughs> hit with her own attack. Yep. That wasn't good. Nah, not great. Am I kicking ass or am I using magic? I think with the tortoise armor, this would be a kick some ass roll. You could add your weird, but like the options will be for kick some ass, not use magic. That would be super cool. Alrighty. Please do not fuck me. That's a 13 total. Nice. I do not have advanced for kick some ass, but that's fine. That's okay. Describe this attack with the turtle armor. I think she sees Aiden like whiz past her and hit the wall. I think like lock size with her for a second of like, you good? And then as soon as she has confirmation, like Aiden's still alive, basically, turns back towards the monster and she's just gonna start running and she's gonna leap off the edge of the platform and try to bring like both fists down. Yeah. Just like on like the center of this creature. She's trying to hit as much of the mass of it as she can and bring down all of her weight. I am going to give plus one forward to another hunter and I'm gonna give it to whoever she sees is about to like move next. Give it to Hugo. He hasn't done anything in a while. That's kind of what I was thinking. Narratively, I think she knows that Hugo's next. He's got my back. <laughs> you are running. And as you charge towards this thing, you look, you see Aiden is like using Damien to stand up again. All your friends are looking pretty hurt, but you hear sound of a train approaching the platform. The Snellegeist is right now on the tracks, like crawling up out of the tracks. Mm-hmm. She's leaping off the platform to get as much height as possible to bring down all of this weight on it. Yeah, you're like big and bulky. Just tackle this thing. Hit it as hard as she possibly can. Yeah, and with all the weight behind you, the rock and everything, you're charging at this thing. What's your what's your battle move here as you like just tackle the shit out of him back onto the tracks? I think it would end up being something very generic. She like just grits her teeth and is like, all right, let's finish this. Let's bury him. Yeah. I was going to suggest mind the gap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's really good, too. Bury him is excellent, though. Crash, you fully just with all the momentum of this rock armor that you've got on, pile drive into the Snallygast and knock it back onto the tracks. And you see the light of the train coming. I thought about doing force them where you want them, but... You, you technically forced him to a place. I'm hoping I stunned him long enough that he'll 
stay to get hit by the train. Yeah, actually, you're kicking ass with this move, right? Yes. You would take some harm. Once you knock Snallagaster onto the tracks, one of his wings touches the rail. (laughs) That eye from Azazel crackles again, and from the center eye, a bolt of lightning (laughs) strikes at you, Raven. You hear the tortoise spirit in your mind. Stand fast. We can hold him here. The tortoise armor is grounding the lightning, but it is being blown away off you by this channeling directly of the current. That's so cool. So train coming, Raven's armor being stripped away by this lightning attack. Help. Hugo, you have plus one forward. (laughs) What are you doing? See, you're saying that as if I have an idea and I don't have one. Get me out of here. You're super fast. Yeah, run in. Do the flash. Just save one person. But Raven is also three tons. Not anymore. Not if her armor's being ripped away. Oh. Just scooch us out of the way. You don't got to lift me. There's got to be just enough space for two people to like smush up against the wall when the train goes by. Also, assumingly, the train might stop once it gets to the station. But like, it's going to pull into the station kind of quickly. Then yeah, let's let's go retrieve a raven, shall we? Let's let's do that. Thanks. This is your act under pressure to use the snipe speed. Fourteen. Yo, Hugo Rashad. Here we go. You see Raven, her tortoise armor being blown away. You can't hear it, but in her mind, the tortoise spirit is like, "Hang on, druid." doing his best to maintain the form. Like little bits of gravel are like trying to come up and repair the armor as it's being blown away. Hugo's feet crackle with the little bits of golden energy from the snipe tattoo. You zip down. And even though Raven is still partially in the tortoise armor, you can use your snipe speed to quickly strike at the rubble and break her out of it and then take her away from there while the armor holds the Snallagaster in place. And on the rail of the train track, Hugo, you just skate down the tunnel a little ways to get away from the Snallagaster as the new train comes into the station. (laughs) Slowing down, but still, it's five eyes just see the headlight of the train and then (laughs) there is a splattering of black. (laughs) But you skid to a stop a little ways ahead in the tunnel and off the tracks, just sort of stepping from the electrified rail with a little You might need new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just melting. I like to think that Hugo scooped up Raven and then like flung her onto his back so she's just like in a piggyback ride position <laughs> as he's skating down the rail. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's cute. Whitaker, how are you? I don't know what exactly Whitaker's doing in this situation. If Felicity's out of harm's reach, that's good. Felicity has been on the back of her enlarged spirit companion. They've been keeping her out of Snallagaster's range since they picked her up and because she's so hurt. Aiden, I would say, is like joining you on the platform with Damien still in her hand. Yeah. You just saw Hugo and Raven kind of zip down the tunnel out of sight for the moment. Right. Ironically, you're the only person here who isn't unstable. (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
Did I take any harm from that? Because I, if not, I'm at three. You would have taken one because your okay. your turtle armor would have blocked three of a four harm attack. All of Snallagaster's attacks bumped up to four once he got enough blood in his system. Got it. Okay. So I am technically unstable now. Yeah. Just barely. Is Snallagaster still alive? Well, as you're like looking around, catching where all your teammates are and their various conditions, the train that arrived, there weren't a lot of people on it. Some folks are getting off and like standing like on the portions of the platform that have the ice. The people on the train that would get off like where you are don't seem to be moving because they're like, what the heck did we just hit? Like they felt the impact of the train. And from the engine car, the glass of the windows shatters and black tendrils. And the Snallagaster just kind of flows out of the front train and reforms itself. You cannot kill me and I am not leaving without that spark carriage crest. Is there a fire alarm somewhere hmm. that hasn't been going off already? I was going to say, there probably already has been like a ringing alarm going on. Mostly what I want to do is check in with Whitaker. He's fine. No, with your like emotional mental state. Uh... He's fine, sweat emoji. <laughs> like, is he in emotional and mental distress at seeing a people eviscerated? Yes. Yeah, you are a man with a sword and your angel is getting up covered in rubble and bleeding. Her demon weapon kind of flickering between ooze and radiant spear. Hugo and Raven vanishing down a tunnel and Felicity like bleeding from several wounds on top of a defensive looking spirit that might just take off with her to keep her out of danger. Mm, God. So it's like a moment of like steel resolve, I guess, is what I'm trying to flavor here. Yeah. Sometimes protagonists are just silent throughout the whole game. So you could just charge this guy. You could just charge this guy too. You could just say, fuck it and go at him. Hell yeah, just fucking do it. Um, Felicity is still the most hurt, right? Because that healing did not go very well. Yes, it did not take. Whitaker's gonna look at Aiden and Damien and uh, say, get some distance between you and him. Make sure Felicity's not bleeding out on us. I'll give you some time. Aiden will toss Damien to you, Whitaker. I'm on it. And she runs back towards where Felicity is. Whitaker's gonna catch it. Uh, I'll become a shield. Oh, thank Ooh, you. Oh, yeah. thank you. I love that. Beautiful. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Whitaker sees Damien flying. Like, wait, I already got a shield? Yes. <laughs> In midair, spear <laughs> into shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rad as fuck. Yes. <laughs> All right. Roll kick some ass if you're just going to charge this monster. Whitaker, yeah, he is um, in distraction mode specifically. So like kiting this thing away from passengers. Yeah, yeah. You want all the attention on you. That's right. It's all Lonnie ever wanted. A little bit of attention. (laughs) It's a nine. Not bad. Damon, you want to help? Yeah, let's. Yeah, help me out, bro. Yeah. You're here. You're with me. Yeah, we can add cool. That's a nine. You can have a plus one. Okay. Excellent. Bumps you to a 10. Damien, you're exposed to trouble or danger. What bonus from kick some ass are you going to take, Whitaker? Get them where I want them, which is away from people. Mm, yeah. Force them where I want them. Which is away. No one else is going to get harmed unless they do something actively stupid. You come in with the Sword of Damocles and slash at Snallagaster. 
and it will return the harm towards you as a wing of razor sharp hardened feathers comes at you. You throw up Damien to deflect. Damien. Oh, is Damien just going to take all of my harm? Yeah, Damien, there's a lot of trouble coming at you since you are exposed to trouble or danger. Listen, I want to take this harm. I am kicking some ass. Can we do a a Captain America style thing where I do just throw Damien for a second there, like a little frisbee? Oh, as a distraction. Yeah. Like, hey, over here. And just toss him and nail him right between the eyes. I like this idea that as you're running with the sword, you chuck Damien instead of using him like a shield and just catch him in the eye. Mm -hmm. Like there's too much space and he's like starting to turn towards the civilians and I'm like, oh, nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, that's very good. Yeah, because then Damien isn't there to give you the, the protection. He's only helping with the kicking of the ass. There we go. Perfect, perfect. It's all coming together. Delightful. Fucking Whitaker, Captain Britain over here throws <laughs> oh. oh, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, Snallygaster gets hit and then feels a sword dig in and will swipe at you with the razor wing for four harm. <sighs> Enough. All right, I'm still all right. I'm still fine. I'm at three. Three. So just on the cusp of unstable. Yeah, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it cuts you up. For sure. It's like a wing of glass slashes at you. You have your sword still held in position. Damien, you land somewhere and can goop (laughs) into shape or like quickly try to get back to Whitaker. Snallagaster glances at your group using their many eyes to scan you all at once. (sighs) Well, I must give you all credit. My creators did not think I would have this much trouble with all of you. But even as skilled as you are, you cannot stop me. Edgecrest is coming with me. His story is over. And a golden beam from the roof of the metro station. Oh, here we go. (laughs) And in front of you, Whitaker, this beam hits the ground and something begins to materialize in the shaft of this light. It's real big. It's about as big as Snallagaster, in fact. Oh, shit. Basically... Something appears in front of you in a beam of golden light, Whitaker, and it completely obscures most of your vision of what's in front of you for the moment. And everyone else, Hugo Raven, as you're like dashing back along the track to try and get up onto the platform before the train moves forward again, if it's going to, we see an eight foot tall figure stands up clad in bronze and gold sheeming armor gold energy just wicks from their body like a radiant fire. Their head is an American bison with a large mane of fur around the back and huge sets of brown wings. Two of them flex on their back as they stand wielding a heavy trident. What? And in a very low voice, First light! The legions of paradise have seen fit to lend you their aid. And they point the trident at the Snallagaster. Demon, I have been sent to destroy you. Tremble at the might of heaven. Oh, shit. The Snallagaster balks. I think everyone balks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whitaker, Whitaker's balking. And for the first time, They 
step back in fear. The Snallagaster now looks at a creature from paradise, all five eyes blinking and flickering and lighting up as if they're receiving instruction or like something from their masters in the place of part as they put their attention on you, Damien. It would seem you have achieved another daring escape, Heritage Crest. But this is not over. I will finish writing your finale another time. Auf Wiedersehen. And as black ooze, they just become a wriggling mass of this black ichor that escapes down the other train tunnel. The celestial turns and looks at you, Whitaker, gives you kind of a curt little acknowledging nod and approaches Aiden, who is healing Felicity at the moment. And Aiden looks at this thing with a perplexed, confused look on her face. It's good to see you. Do you think I overdid it? Honestly, it's really nice seeing one of them run away for a change. The cherubim standing there on the platform vanishes. And there are footsteps stepping off the train that just arrived. And a skinny, very pale-skinned girl in a black jacket, plaid, gray skirt, and like ripped leggings and combat boots with a mohawk and a lot of piercings and dark makeup steps off the train, gives a little wave to Aiden, and she stands up and walks over. Wait. Gives this girl a hug and then turns to the rest of you. Everyone, this is my friend Coraline. She's the dreamwalker I told you about. This girl looks at all of you. She's got some sunglasses on, takes them off. Hey, I'm Cory. Uh, you've probably heard of me, but most humans only know my dead name. And it's tricky in the diffused light of the metro station, but you catch it as they kind of half-heartedly shrug and scan your group with dark eyes, which light up in the iris briefly with a little ring of red. I'm Moth Girl. And that's where we'll end our session. No, shut the fuck up! <laughs> what? What? Excuse me? Oh my god. Natalie said, how am I going to do Mothman justice? Make her trans. And make her hot. Slays <laughs> every listener at the same time. Holy Just shit. Just brutal. <laughs> oh. Just when we're all happy with the ship. Now the ship is going to have complications. How dare you? Does Aiden have a type? Oh, it's weird. Does Aiden have a type? Mm, <laughs> such a shame. Such a shame. Oh, my God. Trans moth girl. Fashion designer trans moth girl. Natalie, I'm going to make so much fucking art of this character. Oh, my God. Wow. We'll see you next time, adventurers. Moth girl says trans rights. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs>